just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Everyone has a take on ChatGPT, whether or not we know how to use it. The new AI allows everyday internet users to have a conversation with a robot that can take all kinds of instruction. It can prepare speeches, write book reports. It's even passed the bar exam. But what does it know about being a Salt Laker? It's Wednesday, April 5th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Well, hello there. It's lead producer Emily Means in the host chair today. Welcome, Ali Vallarta. Hello. I get to be a guest on the show. I love this little role reversal. This is fun for me. Do you? <laughs> you have all the power. <laughs> the power. Now I'm your now I'm your chat robot. <laughs> Chat for me. Chat for me. Okay. Yeah. Us acting like we have all the power when really it's the robots who have all the power. Yep. Today right. we are talking about chat GPT, mm-hmm. the phenomenon sweeping the interwebs. Uh, Allie, why are you interested in what chat GPT has to say about this city that we love so much? Well, so... Basically, last night I went on a date with ChatGPT. I poured a glass of wine, I made some popcorn, I sat on my couch, I cozied up, I opened my computer, and I, honestly, as like someone who was born in 1991, very familiar with messaging online as a way to pass time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did, me and ChatGPT. But Cute. I mean, I should say, like, there have been multiple iterations already of this internet robot, which is crazy because, like, this technology is moving so fast. But I use the basic version. So this is, like, kind of if your grandma Googled chat GPT and opened up the website and started talking to it, this is the version she would use. It's the the kind of everyman's version. And, yeah, this is, like, a conversational robot that can take instruction. And I'm interested in it because... First of all, like the internet is completely off the chain obsessed with this thing. Everywhere you turn, there's a think piece about chat GPT. And it's done some impressive stuff, like it's passed the bar, right? Like it's written presentations. Teachers are trying to figure out what it looks like that their students have access to it in the classrooms. But as a feeble-minded average guy, Of course, my relationship with AI is the good old fashioned, I'm scared it's going to take my job. I mean, this is classic. Like the robots are coming for us, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we're living right now? I don't know. And I'm trying to figure that out. In summary, I don't think ChatGPT can do our jobs. Thank God. But one of the anxieties that I did walk away from this from and that I'm feeling in this moment is it's possible we do have to learn how to use it to function in a workplace or like a future Hmm. workplace. So imagine a world where in five years, one of us is applying for a job, a different job. And I think my anxiety is like I can picture myself sitting in an interview and being asked, 
Do you know how to effectively utilize the ChatGPT tool to maximize your efficiency in this workplace? So it's like, I'm just thinking about how are we straddling this this line right now? Well, I am curious about this. And I mean, my initial reaction, not knowing basically anything about ChatGPT or what it can do, mm-hmm. is that uh, for our line of work in particular, it really needs like a special human touch, or I feel like it needs this human yeah. touch. You know, we need to be able to respond to comments and questions in real time. Totally. So hopefully we have that leg up over ChatGPT. Yeah. And like you're in both of our jobs, but especially your role as our lead producer. So often we come to you for a gut check and chat GPT can't do that for you. No guts, just nuts and bolts in there. It can't gut check a thing. It can't vibe check a thing. And like when we think about content production, that is important because if we all acted like robots, right, if we all were like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, we'd be producing content that just like gets us in trouble. (laughs) Or our robot overlords would uh, buy an ad on this podcast. So, you know, it could go either way. It could go either way. That's true. Allie, so you spent some quality time with Uh ChatGPT. Tell me about your date. How'd it go? Okay. So it went well. Here are a couple things that I learned about ChatGPT. So I have to tell you, Emily, like I kind of went off the deep end with it because, again, of course, we make a hyperlocal podcast. So I wanted to ask it hyperlocal Salt Lake questions. I know if I ask ChatGPT something about like space, it's going to know more than me. Right. But I'm like, does ChatGPT know more than me about like what's on the menu at Tacos Don Rafa? You know, like this is is my zone. Okay. I asked it to write a song about the Great Salt Lake to the tune of Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. (laughs) Oh, I asked it to write an ode to State Street. Beautiful. Um, A handful of haikus. I asked it to write some tweets in the voice of different like public officials. And I want to share with you a couple of the ones that I really enjoyed, where I do think ChatGPT kind of knocked it out of the park. I'm excited. So I asked it to write a haiku about the proposed inland port, which for anyone who isn't familiar is a very controversial project to turn basically the northwest quadrant of Salt Lake City into an industrial zone. This is its haiku. Shimmering salt flats, inland port looms on the horizon. Progress or nature's loss? Okay, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I think it's actually CityCast Salt Lake's new slogan. So, <laughs> progress or nature's loss. Definitely title of wow. episode. Okay, but I'm surprised by how artistic that was. And you, nuanced, Emily. Yeah. Like, because one of the things you hear about robots often, and I do think broadly one of my key takeaways is, like, this thing isn't nuanced. But on the inland port, like, that's That's kind of a take. Listen, okay, and it's hard just as a regular person to understand anything about the inland port. So the fact that this robot took everything it learned from the internet, I'm guessing that's where it Mm -hmm. gets its information, and was like, here, here's a poem. So on the note of the inland port, I asked it then after that, because I was trying to, what I was really trying to figure out here is like, how does ChatGPT deal with tone, right? Okay. Like, because again, if the question is, is it coming for our jobs? Tone matters. So I said, all right, ChatGPT, can you write a tweet about the inland port proposal in the voice of Governor Spencer Cox? And this is the tweet. This is dangerous, Allie. Listen, you're telling me. 
As we continue to focus on economic development in our state, the inland port is a critical piece of our future. We're working hard to ensure it's done right with a commitment to the environment, public input, and transparency. Together, we'll create jobs and opportunity for all Utahns. Hashtag Utah Forward. You're going to tell me Governor Cox didn't write that tweet? <laughs> I know. I, I swear. I know. If I scrolled through his archives, I would find that tweet. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you were a politics reporter the year I'm he sure was elected. I'm sure he said that before. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I asked... Of course, because, you know, I'm obsessed with hanging out in bars because I think especially in a state with like such strict liquor laws, like bars are kind of where a lot of things happen. So I asked ChatGPT to write a haiku about drinking in Utah. And here's what it wrote. State run liquor stores, Zion curtains, no drinks till food, Utah liquor laws. <laughs> now that one is just the motto of the DABS, you know, uh-huh. like... <laughs> Yeah. That's written over their doors. Yeah. And I mean, when we think about it, like, you and I could write either of these haikus, right? But could we do it in three seconds? Absolutely not. If I sat down and wrote this using my own personal energy instead of asking this robot to do it for me, I would feel quite proud of my... I would be feeling quite proud. I would be impressed. Yeah. Okay, wait, Emily. Wait a minute. What? There's a problem. <laughs> There's a problem. <laughs> Emily, these aren't haikus. Wait a minute. Wait, how many syllables? Okay, hold on. I'm going back. I'm going back. Shimmering salt flats, five. Inland port looms on the horizon. That's nine. Nine? Progress or nature's loss. Six. That is five, nine... ChatGPT did not write a haiku. You lied to us, ChatGPT. The inland port haiku is a farce. The Okay, this is why I'm not allowed to pour a glass of wine before I prep for shows, because I would have caught this last night. Utah Liquor Law haiku, state-run liquor stores, Zion Curtains. Wait a minute. Is curtains? No, that's two, that's syllables, two syllables, even if you drop the T. I know. I'm like, I've become <laughs> such a Utah. And I'm like, and curtains, one syllable. Thank you. Zion curtains, no drinks. To- okay. This robot can't do anything. <laughs> and, and here I thought this robot was a genius, was an artist. This is really interesting to me because now I'm questioning everything. Like, Write a haiku seems quite simple. And I'm seeing people on Twitter being like, the robot, how do you pass the bar and you don't, you can't figure out 575? Well, I mean, I think that uh, this should alleviate all your fears that this robot is not coming for your job, Allie. Honestly, and we write so many haikus on this show. Ugh. I feel so gaslit right now. <laughs> I like, don't even know how to move forward. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, 
music and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College. And it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. There were a couple things that I found interesting aside from that assignment, because I think when we think about like AI and all this stuff and what it means to assign work out to AI, one of the things that comes up a lot is like, where do we draw the line, right? Like Mm -hmm. the ethics kind of question. Like if we're asking this robot to regurgitate everything it reads on the internet, we're going to need to set some parameters because if this show was just us regurgitating everything we've read on the internet, it would be hateful (laughs) and slanderous, right? Right. So I asked ChatGPT, first of all, it's a better person than us in some ways because one of the things I asked it to do was to script a fight between Senator Mitt Romney and Governor Spencer Cox. Can you tell that, that would I came never in, happen? I came in with a real like celebrity smackdown approach, yeah. like what I, I wanted you, to you make had a it bone do. To pick. Yeah, I was like, I want to turn all of Utah's public figures into little figurines, and I want to make this robot like make them fight each other. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just Rock'em, excited for the Barbie movie. robot kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, or like MTV's celebrity smackdown, right? Basically the chat GPT said, I draw the line there. I'm not doing that, Allie. Which, I'm going to be honest, I feel like that is something we would do on this show, is like write a short play about what it would sound like if Senator Mitt Romney and Governor Spencer Cox got in a fight over like, I don't know, a cookie recipe, right? So it is maybe a better person than us. But I asked it why Utahns are bad drivers. And it said, I will not perpetuate stereotypes. Wow. Okay, but this is just a known fact. This right. is a fact. <laughs> this is this a has fact. been in many Wallet Hub surveys. Exactly. I wanted to be like ChatGPT, call Wallet Hub because, <laughs> and it, and so I'm like, okay, you draw the line there. You're not going to perpetuate stereotypes by talking about why Utahns are bad drivers. But then I asked it how to spot a Salt Laker, mm-hmm. and that answer was. Full of stereotypes. Really? Okay. Yes. Chat GPT, the hypocrite. 
I'm going to hit you with some of the key chat GPT bullet points on how to spot a Salt Laker. Ready? You tell me if these are stereotypes. They wear clothing that reflects the local outdoor lifestyle, such as hiking boots, ski jackets, or yoga pants. True. They may make reference to local landmarks, such as the mountains or the Great Salt Lake. (laughs) True. They may use phrases or slang that is common in Utah, such as heck instead of hell or fry sauce instead of ketchup. You got it. Okay, but fry sauce isn't slang. No, it's not. It's a I mean, well, it's not. You can't replace ketchup with fry sauce. These are two different things. Correct. They may be familiar with the local cuisine, such as funeral potatoes and jello salads. Jello salads. That's a little old school, but true. And they may have a strong sense of community with many people being involved in religious or civic organizations. True. I don't know. I'm like, are these as much stereotypes as Utahns being bad drivers? Where do you draw the line? To me, it's very similar. I mean, I would describe Utahns in all the same ways. Honestly, mm. like if people ask me, what's a Utah like? I'd be like, oh, yeah, we say words kind of funny sometimes and we love yeah. funeral potatoes and, you know, people wear a lot of vests here. Right. <laughs> wear a lot of puffy vests. We dress here. like Han Solo. Um, yeah. So that's us. Yeah, yeah, that's us. But I don't think chat GPT totally missed the mark. And, you know, that has me wondering, Allie, like, what can't it do? Because so far, I feel like it's done things fairly well. I'm impressed. Ha. Okay, this is interesting. Because I walked away being like, meh. Hmm. You know, I mean, I asked it where to get the cheapest taco in Salt Lake. Like, here's here's an example of where it falters. Superlatives. On this show, we love to assign superlatives. Yes. Everything's the best. This is the best this. This is the worst Highly subjective. Right. Right. Exactly. But like, again, if this was a show where we didn't have any opinions or where we didn't make any attempt to assign superlatives, like that is the experience of living in a place, right? Like what bonds people communally is assigning sort of different ideologies to your experience. And so it's like if our show was just us being like, well, I guess you could get a taco here or I guess you could go over there or there is that one. Like we can't just like make listicles. You know what I mean? Like that's not fun. You need to fight for your beliefs. Right. So like I asked where to get the cheapest taco in Salt Lake City and it said that it couldn't really like assign a superlative, but that it recommended Taqueria 27. And I was like, not the cheapest taco. That's probably the most definitely not the best taco either. Right. Okay. So if you had asked, where do you get the best taco? What do you think it would have said? I did ask. Thank you. And it said basically the same thing. It was like, Hey, uh, I don't know, but like, here are some ideas from Yelp, essentially. Uh-huh, like, here uh-huh. are some of the top rated places. Okay. So, if we're thinking about the kind of things that we do, like, can ChatGPT replace a tour guide? Probably not. Again, it can pass the bar for you. It could probably fill out your housing application, but I don't think that it can, like, be a friend. Well, okay, I'd like to meet ChatGPT. Can I? You absolutely can. I think we should ask it a question that's the kind of question we would ask on this show and see what it has to say. And then you'll also be able to hear directly from its mouth as opposed to my interpretation of it. (laughs) I'm going to open it. it up here. Okay. 
Let's ask ChatGPT how we should spend 24 hours in Salt Lake City. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Hey, ChatGPT, how should we spend 24 hours in Salt Lake City? Oh, my goodness. Okay, it made oh, geez, an itinerary. Oh, geez, oh, geez. Start your day with a hearty breakfast at the Park Cafe, a popular local spot known for its delicious breakfast menu. Then, head over to Temple Square, the city's most iconic attraction, to admire the architecture of the Mormon Temple and learn about the history and culture of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mid-morning to afternoon, make a stop at Antelope Island State Park, a stunning park in the middle of the Great Salt Lake that offers breathtaking views of the lake and the surrounding mountains. Afternoon. For lunch, head to Red Iguana, a popular Mexican restaurant that serves some of the best Mexican food in the city. Evening. For dinner, try the upscale Italian cuisine at Cusina Toscana, a cozy restaurant in downtown Salt Lake City. End your evening with a stroll around the Sugar House neighborhood, a trendy area with many bars, cafes, and shops. Well, 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 what a day. Emily, as a graduate of Duolingo Italian, I know it upset you when he said Cusina Toscana. Cusina (laughs) Toscana. Where do we begin? This is an underwhelming day. I'll say it. Yeah, it's pretty boring. It's a busy day full of boring activities. First of all, you can't go to the temple. It's been closed for three years. Good point. Temple Square is currently closed. Next point. It suggests we go to Antelope Island, which is not in Salt Lake. It's in Davis County. It is in Davis County. Also, no mention of when you should go to Antelope Island, right? Like, this is a specific experience. If you go to Antelope Island now, true, you might have a good time. But if I asked ChatGPT this question in July and they sent me to Antelope Island, I would be ripping pissed by the time I got there. You're going to have a bad time. Attacked by bugs. Yeah. Okay. Not a fan. Not a fan Mm -hmm. of that. Oh, I am a fan of Antelope Island, but not as my 24-hour experience in Salt Lake City. Right. And then, as you noted, Cusina Toscana. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I haven't been to a Cucina Toscana, which I think is that little restaurant in the Caputo's block. <laughs> I've never Have you been? heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. I've never heard of this restaurant. I eat out constantly. It does make me wonder, should I go to Cusina Toscana? Like, if ChatGPT is recommending it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Those are all my notes. What do you think? First of all, if we're eating breakfast at the Park Cafe and dinner at Red Iguana, that's our whole day. Because we're going to be waiting for a table for a combined six hours. So we're not going to have time to do anything else because we are now going to the two busiest restaurants in the city with the longest wait. Okay? Good point. Red Iguana is like, I mean, it's good. I support them. I'm glad they're busy. But that's not where I'm taking you if you're in town for 24 hours. And the other thing I will say is, if we're picking a neighborhood to stroll around, honey, it ain't not sugar, sugar house. house. Not Oof. sugar house. Nowhere for you to walk. Take a casual stroll down 21st South. You could die. <laughs> but uh, you did say 24 hours. You didn't say 48. So good luck out there. What you meant was your last 24 hours on Earth, <laughs> actually. <we> spend? <laughs> It's like, it's funny because it's true, but it's not funny. So yeah, I mean, ChatGPT didn't knock it out of the park here. And I got to say I'm relieved because I was worried they were going to like make me look bad in front of you and to all of our (laughs) listeners. No. And I think this means we need to do a follow up and give people the the real Salt Lake experience, you know, like this is what we would recommend for your 24 hours in Salt Lake City. See how they compare, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you say that because I'm like, I love that our instinct is to get in a fight with it. I know. We have, I mean, we have such 
pride about this city, right? Exactly. And the way we experience it. And ChatGPT doesn't hold a candle to that. And that is the thing where I'm just like, these robots are not coming for our communities because they can't. Because how we build community is by having strong opinions for honestly no reason, right? Like unimportant, but like deeply held opinions. And ChatGPT can't do that. Like it thinks we're silly for wanting to do that. I will say like, yeah, this thing can't fact check. It can solve problems, but it can't discover secrets. And it's not interested in unearthing secrets, right? Like it's interested in just analyzing a broad swath of information. But I encourage all of our listeners to go on a date with this thing. And I would love to know, like, if you ask it to do a really hilarious or silly Salt Lake thing, or if you can get it to um, script a fight between two public figures in this city, please send them to us. All right. CityCast Salt Lake host Ali Vallarta, thank you for sharing your deep knowledge and love of this city with us. Uh, Chat GPT robot, it's been real. <laughs> Bye, Emily. Bye. The state of Utah opened a whole can of worms when Governor Spencer Cox signed a bill restricting how minors use social media. Starting in March 2024, if you're under 18, there will be a digital curfew on your social media usage, and your parents will have to give consent for you to sign up for accounts. Also, the state will demand that social media companies verify the ages of all of their users. I'm confused because this sounds like more data collection from the social media companies that Utah's already very vocally wary of, like TikTok. The governor himself admits this legislation is not foolproof, but is it even enforceable? Utah is the first state to pass anything like this, so we will all have a front row seat. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. I have a quick favor to ask you, which is if you like this show, will you please give us five stars on Spotify? Maybe even leave a nice, super quick review if you're an Apple podcast listener. It takes minutes, just one minute probably, and it's a tiny little step, but it makes a huge difference for us in how we are able to get the word out about this show. All right, thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.